lowering rates, excessive discounting, challenging negotiations. Welcome to the Sales Readiness Podcast, a podcast brought to you by the Sales Readiness Group. We're an industry-leading sales training company that helps businesses develop highly effective sales organizations. This podcast is about one question, how to transform your team into big performers. If you want the answer, keep listening. If you want it faster, visit salesreadinessgroup.com slash podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Ray Makla. I'm general manager of the sales training business at SRG. We're a part of SBI and we're here today to dive into some deep use cases and applications of AI with Craig Hansen from Gong and really excited to get into this conversation. But just by way of a quick introduction, and then I'll ask Craig to do the same. Craig leads the go-to-market strategy for Gong. Uh, he's a speaker and an author and, and really a client advocate for AI and what's going on within AI within Gong clients. So really excited to hear uh, those applications and talking about best practices really uh, across uh, customers. So with that, Craig, maybe I could have you say a little bit more about your role, how you're coming to this topic, and then we'll dive into some of the questions you know that we're hearing uh, from our customers as well. Yeah, great. Really nice to be with you here today, Ray. So as you were mentioning, I do market strategy at Gong, and in that, I get a couple of perspectives that give me some insights into AI innovation and how leading companies are using that within their organizations. The first is simply the, the benefit that I have since I work with hundreds of our top customers. So I get a chance to really see across the entire revenue landscape with all types of companies, what are they using? What's working for them? What's not? What are the best practices and insights that others can learn from to best be able to transform and drive impact in their revenue organizations? So a lot of it's pulling in those insights across companies. Second, we've also got a lot of insights that we've developed internally through Gong. Gong has always been an AI-first company from our very foundation. So a lot of the tricky questions and difficult things in AI that people are wrestling with, we've been wrestling with those for years and haven't had a chance to solve and really build a platform to address those. So I can share some perspectives on how we tackled and implemented some of those core use cases in our own situation. So really looking forward to the discussion. Yeah, no, it's going to be fascinating. And, and there are questions we hear quite often, which we'll start with that. There's certainly a lot of buzz around AI, certainly even in the last few days with uh, lots of uh, recent developments. But I think as we hear from our clients, reps are out there using it. People are dipping their toe in the water. They don't necessarily have a strategy. They haven't really figured out how to include that in their sales motion to get the most out of it. I'd love to start there, though, and hear what's the current state that you're seeing with AI adoption and really enabling revenue, right? A, a re revenue use case where it's creating benefit, because I think this is right now is all about improving sales performance, looking into 2024. How do we get ahead of that? So how is AI actually being used to drive revenue and improve performance? What are you seeing out there? Yeah, I think the striking aspect is how much that's already happening today. So this is very much a trend that's happening now. This is not something just out in the future. Gong did a study actually and found that 53% of revenue organizations were planning to implement AI in their sales processes within the next six months. 
wow, so it's very much near term. This is not years out. And if you look at the pace of innovation that we've had in the space, even over the last six, 12 months, certainly 24 months, it's pretty phenomenal. That unlocks a lot of use cases. It unlocks a lot of challenges too. The companies have to figure out how to solve. But now is definitely the time to be thinking about it, to be exploring, to be talking to the top experts and vendors to figure out how do I build this into my sales organization? Because pretty sure that your competitors are, your peers are, others in the space are already moving forward on this. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I would completely agree that if you're not looking at how this is going to change and what you're doing over the next 12 months, you may already be behind. And we're, we can't wait until everything's crystal clear before we move forward. So one of the areas that we're seeing, there, there's certainly a lot around how do we help the reps that can create scripts, it can automate uh, a lot of your outbound. There's things that I, I feel like are more efficient focus versus being more effective. And, and in some ways, that's just creating more noise and more spam. Uh, we spend a lot of our time helping to develop and train frontline sales managers, right? How to be better leaders and coaches. Maybe we could talk about that a little bit. How are you seeing that used within your environment and the client's for managers to help coach and, and develop better reps, make better sales professionals. Yeah. Yeah, I think AI can play a key role for managers. One of the first areas is even being able to start identifying, figuring out what are those differences between your middle performers and your top performers? Because I'm pretty guaranteed, it's not just level of activities, right? It's not just that they're sending out more emails, they're doing more calls, they're doing more your activities. But a lot of the systems that we have out there today are based on tracking activities, or they're still looking at where things are entered into the CRM. It's not really giving us insight into, but what is it that make those top performers? It has more to do with really, how are they talking about things in their with their prospects or customers? How are they moving their deals forward? How do they handle this narrative? How do they overcome this key objection that comes up? Right. It's those type of qualitative differences that are really essential. So AI with the deep understanding can be helpful in actually discerning what's going on, what makes the difference between middle and top performing reps. But the key is really going to those interactions themselves. That's really the golden source of what's going on. It's not necessarily something that's in, entered into the system of record in the CRM. It's not based on activity level data that magic source of information is really what's going on in those interactions themselves. That's very hard to try to track and understand at scale using manual or traditional methods. So this is an area where AI can help come in and help us first start identifying what are those differences between middle and top performers. Then second, we can start looking at which people on the team are adopting and utilizing, say, the training that we've given them, the best practices we know, where, how are they following key steps, right? That's always been a black box. We can do the training, we can implement, we can give people resources, but then how much are they utilizing those in those actual interactions? Besides knowing whether or not they used a particular asset, it's been hard to understand at scale. Are they giving the right dialogues? Are they having the right conversations with the right people at the right time are they doing an effective job of that? Or how could we improve that for them? 
So that's the second area where AI can be particularly helpful. Again, by understanding deeply those interactions, what is, what are those key things that people should be doing that lead to those greater outcomes? And then how is that happening? What should be happening next? Even better with all of this third is that reps are able to see this themselves if it's an open, transparent system. So they know how to self-improve. They can be on the journey together with their manager. The manager can see where they want to help coach somebody and help them up level, but the reps can see this themselves. So this is one of the core use cases for Gong where we go in, we automatically capture all of those interactions, deeply understand them. That's really the, the key. We can understand the full content and context of all of these interactions. And then you can start to pull out those insights. What does make the difference between my middle and top performers? Are we on track? Are we doing the right things in this deal across our pipeline, across our major initiatives? And then what do we need to do next? What can we up-level or improve? So there are a number of great use cases, both for the manager and then getting into the reps themselves. No, and I think it's fascinating. In every one of our sales coaching workshops, we talk about looking at behaviors versus looking at at, uh, judgments, right? Are we really looking, narrowing in on what they're doing, or are we making a judgment about what they should be doing? But a lot of times that's just based on the manager's intuition, on their experience. Maybe they have uh, blinders on, and not surprising, they're not able to be out there as often as they would like to be out there in terms of either joining calls or riding along in the kind of old school uh, sales motion. But I I think that's a really interesting one where now we have the opportunity to do both. We can really bring those insights from the conversational intelligence and AI into the conversation. And we can look at what are the top performers doing? What do we want to do more? And so it takes a lot of that judgment out and we can have a more meaningful conversation and say, this is what we're seeing Now, how do we address this going forward? How do we build training or coaching or more practice to to get them to improve? Yeah, that's exactly right. So you're starting with that. You're starting with the initial core piece of the conversation intelligence, but then it goes beyond that, right? So it's all types of interactions. You want to be able to get a sense of what's going on in all those interactions, how things are going, what's working, what's not working, what the best people are doing. And that's that source of the data, all of that deeply understood, that then you can build into the full set of use cases across the revenue organization. And that's really where you transform from conversation intelligence to full revenue intelligence. And that's really where you get the more magnified impact. So that's where the space has really evolved from those conversation intelligence roots into revenue intelligence. And when you think about for the managers, leaders, even reps themselves, there's no real other good way to try to do that at scale. Managers can't possibly join enough calls or listen to enough calls or even know which ones to listen to or which emails to read or which things to check in. So we all end up as managers doing the same things. You're either interviewing reps back and forth, trying to figure out what went on, or you're going into the CRM and finding a little bit of information there. We are always searching and trying to go back and forth. This is a key area where AI can be a helpful tool in providing understanding at scale. So it can take massive amounts of information and if set up well and set up in the right platform system can really provide insights into, okay, what is going on? Where should we focus? 
where should I focus my particular attention today that's going to have the greatest impact? In that respect, it's really transformed or empowered what the manager can do as well as what the rep can do themselves. Yeah, and 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 doing it with real insights, real data behind it, uh, as a as opposed to just a, a spot check or maybe we're getting a, a tainted view because we've only seen a few calls or, or listened to a, a few recordings. And I'm curious about that. I know on the sales side, we're seeing a lot of opportunity. If we can take away, and I heard Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft, talk about this. If we can take away the mundane and repetitive, we can free our workers up to be more creative, right? And to be more curious. And and it really got us a promise of that's the nice, that's a, a very positive way to look at this. And so I think on the rep side, that means, hey, if we can automate some of that or we can do our call planning more efficiently, but we can spend more time thinking about that customer and learning their business and then in engaging with them, that makes for better sales conversations. How do you see that on the manager side? The same thing um, we hear in every single workshop we do, managers are overworked. They don't have time to coach. They already have 60 hours of work and now you're putting additional time on top of them. How do we offload some of that maybe? And how does their job evolve when they have more access to those insights and maybe we're leveraging AI in, in creative ways? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the key aspect or the key benefit of being able to understand at scale and then not just have the data, right? Because our managers don't just need more data thrown at them. They don't need more data repositories of recorded calls or emails. So recording the calls, capturing the emails, getting basic analytics off that is is not enough, right? That just adds to the burden of reps and managers because they have to go in they have to plow through all of that and figure out what makes sense, what they should be doing out of that. The key is really having systems like Gong that can help automatically and easily pull out those insights and actions out of all that data directly into the workflows. So you're just making it easier as say they're coaching their team or knowing who to coach and on what, or as they're executing on deals and knowing where there's risk or opportunities that they maybe hadn't identified, how they can move things forward. Are these deals following those key steps that we know have a greater predictor of success? Being able to forecast that accurately using the reality of really what's going on in all these interactions. So those are all ways where you can take the information and just build it into the workflows where those managers are working, that saves them a ton of time, but also gives them a lot of insight. So they're able to operate at greater scale with that understanding, but just imbue the best practices into their coaching, into their pipeline management, into their forecasting, into their managing of the prospecting stage, even at the beginning. So across that board, that's a good area where AI through a platform like Gong can be helpful in actually making it useful for the day-to-day results. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's a really exciting opportunity because again, we hear often it's, I'm not even sure where to start. I've got people that are underperforming and, and I'm not really, do I start with the low performers? Do I try to move the middle? How do I take care of my top performers? But now I think we bring those insights to say, let's narrow in on what's going to make the biggest difference. And then even helping with the root cause to say, here are some suggestions that we can take based on this this data set to to be able to improve that gap. This is what we're seeing. So 
coach in this area or at least have a conversation around coaching or developing these skills or following the sales process, wherever that may be broken. Yeah, I think that's right. And there's often a discussion for companies that are the earlier stages of this or figuring out what to do. They don't feel like they've got all the processes set up, the culture of coaching or the right deal execution pipeline management process to do these things. They'll sometimes ask, what should I set up first? Should I first get my processes right and get all of that running? And then I'll put systems on top of that. Or should I get the right system or platform in place first mm-hmm. and then build the processes on top of it? And I think a lot of times companies will think, I need to get my processes in order first. But really, if it's a system that's designed well, if it's a platform that really can capture all these signals, deeply understand it, and then deliver the insights and actions out of it, that helps tremendously to come first because it's like turning on the light in the room. Mm -hmm. Now you can start getting the information and insights that help you develop the playbook and the processes because now you're taking a data-driven approach to actually do what works. And so Hmm. you can implement things and then you can see how's it being adopted? How's it being effective? How are people doing at this? Importantly, the team reps, managers, and others can see directly what they need to be doing. So they're becoming some of the biggest advocates because it helps them close more deals, move faster, be able to up-level their own performance. So that's a key aspect. You get that plugged in as soon as you can. You just start the data and understanding flowing. That allows you to build in the processes that are better designed. And then to know if you as an organization are tracking well to those. Well, and it also speaks, and I, I like that approach because it, it allows you to be much more agile. You're informing it in real time with what's actually happening versus yeah. how many times have we seen the playbook created in a relative vacuum and it gets delivered and it's, yeah, but this isn't really the real world, right? This isn't how it works or this doesn't work in our situation. And so there's organ rejection, right? The, the sales team says, no, this isn't it. And they go back to doing things their own way or whatever they find that works. But yeah, if we can inform that with kind of real-time insights and say, no, let's share this. This is what we're learning and this is what's working. And then we need to have those playbooks be really agile and evolving as well. Some mechanism to keep them up to date as we're learning things as we go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's where it it helps to be able to understand really at the concept level what's going on, all those interactions. Because then you can actually see, okay, we rolled out this, we implemented this. Here's how our team is adopting it, where they are, where they're not. So we know our strong and, and points to reinforce. Here's how customers are reacting and responding to that, what's working well or not. And then we can tie those to outcomes. We can tie those to whatever end key metrics that we uh, want to correlate to, win rates, deal size, multi-product sales, things like that. So you can finally start to build in that full chain to be able to link those activities. Yep. So let's continue on that thread. I I know you have the opportunity to see hundreds of different organizations going on this journey. What are some of the challenges and and considerations we can keep in mind as as they're adopting AI and putting conversational intelligence in in place and really changing their sales organization, right? So what are some of the, the things you've seen clients run into and have to overcome? Yeah. I think a lot of times the initial question for organizations is, okay, how do I know if this is AI that I can trust? And that really has two components to it. Part of it is 
the accuracy and the usefulness of the AI and the information that it's giving me? Is that actually going to steer me in the right direction? And then there's a second consideration on just, is the enterprise grade security going to be strong enough and sufficient for my organization? Because mm -hmm. I want to be careful about that. So on the security side, that is something to be aware of and take a look at. Not all the vendors are taking a careful approach to that. So some are just using public open models and you have to look at how is that safeguarding your data? What rights are you giving up when you're sending that out? Which information are you sending out there? Make sure that that's okay. The other part of the accuracy and the usefulness of the information, you really think about to do AI, well, you need three things. One size of data set matters. Two, the accuracy or relevancy of that data set matters. And three, then how do you take that data and not just push more data to your teams, but actually pull out the insights and actions and build that into the workflows, right? Because that's what our teams want. The, the reps are looking for, how do I better win this deal? What do I do to move this deal forward? They're not necessarily looking for AI per se. So we start with a leader like Gong, where we position, we've got by far the largest data set in the market as the leader in the revenue intelligence space. All of our interactions are revenue focused interactions. So it's much more accurate than just broad horizontal approaches. Mm. And then our expertise over the years has really been built into taking the data and turning it into the insights and then the workflows. So then you just start to see the relevancy and the usefulness of the information of the workflows directly in the day to day of what the managers, the reps, the leaders are able to see. If you do that in a transparent enterprise grade security way, then you've got a pretty good trust factor that, okay, I know where this recommendation, where this information is coming from. I can see the source information or the recommendations. I can help improve that over time. That gives people the confidence to know I can trust this data. I want to go forward. I want to utilize this. This is just directly helpful in my day to day. And that's what really helps drive the adoption and engagement with these systems. That's one of the things we're seeing with AI and GPT in general is if you can't trust it, and as soon as they're like, this isn't accurate, or this gave me a wrong answer, and maybe they're not asking the question right, but as soon as that trust is broken, then there's a kind of reluctance to use it or rely on it, at least. What I'm excited about is the more we start looking at segmenting that data and having our own private network and, and a data lake that we can use and train it on our playbook and our case studies and in a secure way. But now it really does know our business and we can use that to both learn from and query, hey, what should I do in this situation? And then also inform how we help others or how we expand that. So I, I think that's going to be a really interesting development. And let's talk about that a little bit. We've focused on managers, but in terms of enabling the reps and helping them beyond just writing scripts and sending more email, but what are you seeing as plays that are being successful and use cases where it's helping the reps improve their sales performance and maybe win rates or improve sales velocity? Yeah. I think for the, the reps, there, there are two sides of the coin. The one side that gets talked about often times with companies and most often is the efficiency side, right? As you're talking about, you handle more of the mundane tasks, you're automating more things. It's allowing them to do things faster at greater scale. 
And there's certainly benefit to that. And that was one of the initial use cases of AI for reps or for other workers. The other aspect which can have even more impact is really the qualitative side of it. How do we help reps do better in what they're doing? How to more effectively move this deal forward, to know what works, what the sticking points are, to be able to identify risks earlier in a situation, or to be able, on the coaching side, to be able to coach and up-level themselves, know what it is that say the top performers are doing in their organization or how they're handling a particularly tricky objection that, that comes up. So those are qualitative aspects of not just enabling the rep to do more of an activity, but the key is really doing those activities, doing those key things better in the best way possible. And that really drives the, the biggest impact. So you think about it with those two sides of the coin, and then it can be the up-leveling side, it can be deal execution, it can be that AI guidance that helps them in every step along the way to get better and better at not just the quantity, but also the quality aspect. Yeah, absolutely. And anything that can help close business, right? That's where, and, and I think that's where we run into a lot on the manager side. They like to spend their time deal coaching because that's what they know hey, here's how we can strategize. Here's what you should do. Let me tell you how to win this deal versus maybe stepping back and saying, but at the same time, we need to help the rep empower, become empowered and do things on their own. Yeah. But specifically on that deal coaching, getting insights into where does the deal get stuck? Where do they go to die? What are those challenges? And then on forecasting, which is I know something you you all are are now rolling out and, and expanding. Can you talk a little bit about that? How does that how does it help the managers help their reps close more deals and also create more effective and more accurate forecasts? Yeah. So a couple of ways. The first goes back to part of what we talked about at the beginning, which is AI helping you understand at scale everything that's going on, all the pertinent information, right? There's no way you can keep track of all of that. But when you have AI built in, get through a revenue intelligence platform so that it's highly tuned to what matters for revenue organizations. And that's built into your deal execution, your pipeline management, your forecasting process, your prospecting process. You're able to pull in all of those insights and information and say for deal execution, get early warnings or risk identification of maybe risks or signals that you hadn't picked up on or hadn't waited or key steps, best practices or requirements in your sales process that you know or the system knows are effective that haven't been met yet that help identify what you should be doing next. So for deal execution, there are a number of, of ways you can do it. For forecasting, as you talked about, it's also informing those forecasts. Hey, it's something sitting here in, say, the commit category, but this risk has come up. Or we know that this key dialogue with this right person should have been happening by this stage, but it hasn't occurred yet, right? That can allow the rep know what to do next. It can allow their manager know where to, to focus their attention and maybe try to help move that deal forward. So it's really that insight of the understanding that you can imbue into the processes where you're doing deal reviews and pipeline management and forecasting. And the key is really that data and understanding the level that you're building into each of those workflows that makes the difference. And that's something that's just 
very hard to do if you're trying to do it manually, if you're just trying to use activity level metrics to know what's going on. All those things can give you an impartial picture or lead you astray. So that's a great use case for AI to be able to understand at scale and then provide targeted actionable insights. No, and that's really exciting because to the extent we can do that kind of in real time and, and as a companion, right, to help us there versus having to dive into that report or create your own spreadsheets. And we always talk about in a pipeline, is it growing, right? So do you have an adequate growth to hit your number? Is it large enough? So X times whatever your target is, but is it even there? And are they in the right stages? So we need to look at the shape of, are we filling it at the top and is it going through and then something I think a lot of sales managers don't look at, but are we moving with velocity? So are deals moving at a relative pace compared to averages, right? Or compared to a deal of that size in that industry. And now we have access to information to be able to pull that. And that's really exciting because if we have those four levers to pull and then we can go back and look at, we need more at the top or we need to figure out why our pipeline is shaped more like a bulge and everything's stuck in the third stage. Now we can start to diagnose and take real actions on that. So I'm excited to see that as it becomes more mainstream and people can really start to take advantage of that. So I know we've covered a lot of ground and this has been great. I want to just give you a chance to wrap up as well, but are there specific things that we should look at maybe in addition to what we've talked about as customers are looking at AI products to drive revenue you know, what's working well and what are some of the considerations and what would you like to leave us with in terms of what they should keep in mind? Yeah. And there's a strong impetus for taking a look at this for your revenue organization. Now, if you're not already doing so, you're probably behind. Others are moving forward with this and they're actually building in the kind of use cases we talked about today, today, and they're seeing results. So they're getting impact from it. So the bar is already being raised in what companies are doing. That creates a spark for companies to take a look at this and figure out how they build these kind of systems, how they work with a platform like Gong to build this into their revenue organization. The second is, as you think about how to build that in, is finding that best long-term partner for you. AI is not, all AI is not created equal. You want to be building on the right partner, the right platform. So look at things like not only the enterprise grade aspects, but what's the investment, the commitment, the scale that they've got to those AI issues. And is it tuned? Is it focused on say the revenue organization applications that you're most pertinent, that are most pertinent to you, not just horizontal use cases, because that accuracy, that relevancy really becomes key for driving results. So, Yes, take a look at it. Now is the time to move into it. Look at who that best long-term partner is for executing on the needs today. And then who's going to really be that best long-term partner that you can grow with? Because this is a journey for companies. We've seen a lot of innovation even within the last 12 months. We're going to see continuing waves of innovation. So you want to be working with a partner that can help you stay ahead of the curve, that continue to grow with you and leads in that wave of innovation you do that, then we're already seeing today, I'm seeing across the hundreds of companies that I work with directly and thousands that we've got at Gong, those direct results at direct impact today. So that's the exciting part. The impact that we can see within revenue organizations is very much real. It's very much today and we can go after it. 
I think that's a great place to leave it and really encouraging as this evolves in the future. And I think it's just going to continue to accelerate and continue to see the benefits. I uh, really appreciate you joining today. I, I enjoyed the discussion. I always learn a lot from these. Uh, so appreciate everything you uh, brought and, and able to share about what you're seeing across industry. Um, good luck with, with everything that you're doing. Again, appreciate the time. And uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up for today. Thank you. Thanks a lot. I enjoyed it. The market is changing, making sales skills more important than ever before. How to transform your team into big performers? If you want the answer, plus free resources for podcast listeners, visit salesreadinessgroup.com slash podcast. <laughs>